Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. Today is a special kind of episode. Paige and I are going to be giving some life updates. We haven't done an episode, just the two of us, since July 30th, which was our first ever episode. Wild. Which is wild. I know, I can't believe it's also been that long since we started this podcast, and it's been amazing since. But um, yeah, we wanted to give some life updates. Lots of things have happened, even in COVID. So uh, yeah, that's what we're doing today. How are you doing, Paige? It's very early for both of us. <laughs> yes, more earlier for you, though. This is should be normal for me, but unfortunately, it's not until I start <laughs> next month. But it it's very, very early for you. So uh, we're kind of having a coffee chat this morning. As So yeah. everyone get out Not your good. coffees and we're getting life <laughs> updates right here. Um, so Maddie, how's it been going in the coaching business world right now? It's been really good. Yeah. So I guess I'll give like the context at the start of COVID. So I was like studying to be a health coach and I was coaching a little bit. And then the start of COVID, I was like, all right, let's like get this together. Um, I hired a business coach. She was really helpful to push me to do this podcast and start coaching. And it's going really well. So I do kind of two types of coaching. I do general health coaching, whether it's like you want to lose weight or just feel healthier overall, get more energy, increase your strength. I do all of that with optimized health. Um, so I work with the founder Ethan there and it's been awesome it's like growing like crazy and it's really exciting and then I also focus on coaching cancer survivors after treatment which is going well too and yeah it's been really exciting I mean I still have a full-time job so I'm like doing five things at once yeah Maddie's like (laughs) multitasking like no other yeah it's a yeah it's very hard it's hard to like yeah it's hard to um think about quitting the full-time job with mm. like stability and insurance right. it's scary and it's really scary yeah. while you're starting up in other areas yeah yeah so we'll see when <laughs> not that I'm I ready. don't believe in us or coaching but yeah. just so you can feel rest assured that mm-hmm. financially so far it'll be okay yeah I know I know it's like it's scary to think about not having that stability and like I just moved new apartments and so I'm not there yet but but the coaching is going very very well it will be it will be that's awesome though so in terms of the people that you get who have gone through cancer and need your assistance what are some of the top things that you tell them like straight off the bat that they need to do with getting their body back? Yeah, I think it really depends um, on what they're experiencing in regards to side effects or like pain or kind of like where they're at. So I meet them where they're at in any sort of thing, whether it's general coaching or uh, after cancer. And what I really like to do is have any of my clients keep like a food journal and at the beginning. So Mm -hmm. In regard, so health coaching, I mainly focus a lot on the nutrition part of things because right. I truly believe in like the power of food and healing. Um, but of course, 
you know, other things go into that, whether it's exercise and movement, um, your sleep, your daily routine, uh, stress and how you handle it. So I deal with all of that through optimized health and just the regular or not regular, sorry, the cancer coaching as well. So we, I focus on those areas for both and hydration also is an important one. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I like to have clients keep a food journal where it's like, just in observance mode kind of like a non-judgmental food journal where we observe kind of like what's what you're eating throughout the day but also how you're feeling after you're eating so because certain foods will react in your body in certain ways whether you know you feel nauseous after you eat a certain thing or you have heartburn after a certain item that you like eat and it's really interesting at like all my clients start to notice patterns in terms of like how their body feels after certain yeah. foods I, I've noticed with journaling, cause I had to do that with my health issues that were going on. I mm-hmm. did journal. I found it personally so difficult. Maybe it's cause of the case I have. It's a really weird one, but like, yeah. I had a, like, that was what I struggled with the most is number one, actually doing the journaling. Number right. two, it, it, it does like you have to have a mindset that you're going to just go in on it and be persistent. Otherwise it's a very actually, like it sounds easy, but it's actually kind of a difficult thing to do. I feel it's like it's a hard, it's kind of like meditation where it's hard to yeah. like start. Oh, medit- oh you just which I totally get. Cause trigger. I know, yeah. it's, tough. Yeah. it's it's so hard. Tough. And I yeah. feel like I am letting myself down. I feel like my mom keeps telling me every single day, like, unless I do it, I'm not going to understand the benefits of it. I'm like letting her down. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but food journaling. And like you said, Maddie hit the nail on the head. Meditation are the two Mm -hmm. hardest things I had with my health issues in terms of, I'll give a background on, on that. Yeah. I want, yeah, we got to get into all the details. But it, it, it is very interesting hearing it from your perspective, because when I hear you talk, I'm like, okay, maybe I should be trying this out. But so for instance, starting with like a very simple thing, like a cup of coffee in the morning, what would you say is a way from a nutrition standpoint to kind of get in more with that, with like a cup of coffee to get in more nutrition, yeah. like adding to it? I remember we've talked about this before, but for listeners, I feel like it's kind of a bonus material where we can dive into your mind on how we can sure (laughs) um so I feel like a lot of people will say like don't drink coffee which is the hardest thing ever and also I like to like practice what I preach and I drink coffee so um, I would never tell anyone not to drink coffee unless unless it's like hurting you in a negative way so in terms of coffee uh it's important to get protein in the mornings so I like to add protein into my coffee. So I have like a, I use further food, um, collagen protein powder, and I put it in my coffee in the morning with almond milk. And that really helps because I was actually getting tons of headaches every day. Mm. And I like didn't understand why I was like eating healthy. Obviously, this was during COVID. I was drinking more coffee probably than I, you know, used to. Right. Um I was drinking like three cups a day. Now I've gone down to two again. Okay. Good. Three is a bit much, but. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Takes so time. yeah, I think that's hard too. Within COVID, it's like all of our routines are completely different than what they are mm-hmm. in normal life. Um, Absolutely. So 
Yeah. But yeah, so in the mornings, I mean, if you are hungry, eat. If you're not hungry, you don't have to force yourself to eat. But if you're going to have coffee, then I would definitely add some type of like protein to it. Um, And then try to avoid like, you know, really sugary creamer um, or adding sugar to your coffee if you can. Mm -hmm. Again, like this is what's interesting with just like slowly developing certain habits. I used to have coffee every morning with coffee mate and you know coffee meat's so sweet um, it's delicious but it's so sweet the ingredients in it yeah if you look at the ingredients it's like pretty frightening and I would have it every single morning I'm like what am I putting in my body so I slowly stopped doing that and now I just have almond milk and no sugar and I'm completely used to it like if I taste coffee meat it's way too sweet like I get a stomach ache right yeah yeah your body's adjusted Yeah. So those are kind of my recommendations with the coffee. That's what works for me. And of course, everyone's different, but that would be my recommendation kind of to start with to see if you can decrease the sugar because we don't want like to start the day off having really something sweet because then you'll be Mm -hmm. craving it the rest of the day. And then um, add protein to it if you can. So um, that's a really good one. That would be my tip. Well, I'm glad you said the no sugar because I've got to say I think I told you about this earlier Maddie I kind of have gotten Mm -hmm. back into a bad habit I actually was the other way I used to have my coffee just well I don't think just black is the way to go either I think that's too intense on the stomach I think it is good to have an almond milk or something in there but I used to do just straight black and then I don't know what it was maybe I needed some comfort in my life but I started going to the holiday drinks And I started trying a new one like every day and I just feel guilty for it. So this morning I was like, okay, I'm going to be talking to Maddie. I know that she's probably going to, or you have told me stay away from the holiday drinks if you can. So I got a plain coffee with almond milk and cinnamon powder. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's great. I'm just missing my protein, but that's perfect. Yeah. And the holiday drinks are totally fine, you know, once in a while, but yeah, every day it's a lot of sugar and a lot of like, just, um, you know, processed ingredients that we don't really need in our lives, but once in a while, totally fine. I love, you know, peppermint mocha. So I know they're so hard to resist. They're They're so so good. Also what I, the protein powder I have. I was going to say the protein powder I have is chocolate and it literally makes the coffee taste like a mocha and it's so good. You were saying that sounds so yummy. I still need to it's order really it. really good. Yeah. I need to change my it, life. So it's sweet. In my morning it's routine. Good. So what do you do for a breakfast? I'm so curious now. I'm probably going to ask you your whole, like, what you <laughs> oh my gosh, what Honestly, I have, I have like, avocado toast almost every morning. Oh, that's a good one. That's a, do you um, put like some bagel seasoning on it? Sorry, got it. Yep, have. exactly. Yeah, it's so tasty. Okay, it's so you so can, good. So that's a good healthy option. I I really like that one. And do you do eggs with it, or are are you not an egg person? Mm, I do eggs if I have time in the morning. Honestly, not too much though. Like on the weekends, I'll do eggs maybe. Okay. Um, but as long as I have, if I have the protein powder, then it's it feels better for me with the protein added and then with your coffee you're saying um, like you already had it yeah yeah and then the bread it was it's just kind of important to uh to choose a good type of bread whether it's um like Mm -hmm. dave's killer bread is a really good option it's whole grain 
a lot okay. of people think whole wheat is healthier, but actually whole grain is what you should look for. Oh, okay. Um, we'll switch there. Yeah. And then my new, I went to a nutritionist like right after I got back to Austin after mm-hmm. treatment. And he was like, <laughs> he told me that bread, because I told him, I was like, I love bread. Like I can't give up my toast. Like yes. that's just one thing I can't, it's part of my routine. I love it. It doesn't make me feel bad. It like gives me energy for the day. Right. And he was like, that's totally fine. Um, he was like, if the bread, if you can hit your head over with the loaf of bread and it like would hurt and it's like hard, then that's yeah. good. So like sourdough oh, bread. That's yeah. what I was just thinking. Okay. So sourdough bread is like, I've even heard that before. Is one of the better yeah. types. Yeah. And just make sure there's no added sugar to it when you're look when you're shopping. So probably getting um, it fresh even, like they have those fresh loaves, yeah. like baked. Oh, okay. This sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, I love sourdough and the Trader Joe's one, they have like a sourdough bread that there's no added sugar and it's so good. It's the best. Um, mm-hmm. But some sourdoughs are like just as squishy as like yes. white bread. So just watch out for that. That's a hard one. Okay, I'm going to be yapping my head with sourdough yeah. every time I go and try it out now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. good tip, good tip. And then as far as water intake, I have heard, I don't know if I want to say it's rumors, but I've heard that there can also be such a thing as too much water. Is that true? Yeah, there can be, I mean, I think there can be too much of anything. But water, especially like, when we're trying to flush out toxins and all that is so important. Mm -hmm. So I, so typically it's half your weight in ounces of water each day. But if you're drinking coffee or doing an intense workout, you should probably add like another water Mm -hmm. bottles worth of water would be kind of like just a rule of thumb to think about. Of course, again, like every body is different and you're, you know, you might need more water or less water than others, but the general rule is half your body weight in ounces of water. And then, um, I would probably add a little bit, but you're, you should be peeing, which is annoying, but like I pee like every hour, which is really annoying, but you should be peeing like every hour and a half. I'm glad hours. that's normal. Yeah, if I drink, that's the one annoying thing. I'm like, if I drink a lot of water, that I don't want to constantly keep going to the restroom. But yeah, I mean, but one that, benefit of that is it gets you up and moving and you walk to your bathroom. <laughs> really good way to think about it. That's a really good way to <laughs> makes think you about take it. a break. Yeah, yes, and especially during as, right now. And as far as why you started nutrition, like what. What, like, what was in you that made you really feel like you had that connection within that you want to go for it? The beginning part was that, and I think we've talked about this, where, like, I asked my doctor, you mm-hmm. know, what should I be eating after cancer? Because, um, like, you just, you know, after chemo, you feel, like, just disgusting. Radiation, I had so much inflammation. Yes. And I would, and then I was also getting, this is probably one thing that I always forget about, but I was getting, like, this really sharp pain in my chest and Mm -hmm. it was different than what the cancer pain was. It was like a sharp pain. It was like where the heart, where heartburn would be, but it didn't feel like heartburn. Okay. And I asked my doctor and he was like, and he just prescribed me. And again, I love my doctor. He's amazing, but they're just, they don't like think about nutrition. um, Right. Medicine. 
Yeah. And he prescribed me um, heartburn medicine, like, you know, really like high strength heartburn medicine or Mm. antacid or whatever. And I was like, I do not want to take another drug. Like there has to be a different way. I I never, yeah, I never fulfilled. Right. It's just so frustrating. So I was like, I'm, I'm done taking drugs. Like I just put so much into my body. My body already hurts from everything that it just yeah. had. Absolutely. I was, yeah, I was constipated from all the friggin' anti-nausea drugs. Like it was just enough. I didn't want any more side effects and I never fulfilled that prescription. And I was like, there has to be a different way. And I, what actually made me want to go for it was that I was at this conference for work and I remember being there and I was like, it was like maybe two weeks after I got back from Austin. Um, and I was there and I was like, so miserable. I was like, this is the dumb, like, I could care less about like Bing ads. That's what it was about. <laughs> oh, I just okay. like didn't yeah. care. Yeah. And um, yeah. I was there with a coworker and she was talking, she does like nutrition on the side. Um, and she was talking about how she was learning about, you know, kind of coaching in a certain way. and she helped her dad lose like 20 pounds um, through coaching him over like through nutrition. And I was like, Oh my God, like something clicked where it was like, Mm -hmm. that is what I want to do. And, um, and so then I, I remember like calling my mom crying in the hotel room. Like, I don't want to be here. I think I want to like go into nutrition or something. And I thought maybe I'd go back to like school, but I couldn't go full time because obviously like I had to work. And, and so I found health coaching through my friend, my best friend's cousin, who's a nutritionist, she recommended IIN, which was the program that I did. And then through IIN, I learned like so much stuff. I learned how to implement those like healthy changes into my life. And after like, I always say this, but after a few weeks of eating super clean, I just didn't drink alcohol, like just for those few weeks, I just wanted to see what my body would do. Right. Because I was still on like pain and having weird sharp pains randomly. Mm-hmm. And the pain went away after just like a few weeks of eating wow. clean and not drinking. Um, and, you know, just treating my body well. And by eating clean, I guess I always am so intrigued to hear what each person means by that yeah everyone means something different yeah so so what was eating clean for you yeah so for me it was cooking at home as much as I can Mm -hmm. and just knowing what I'm putting like knowing the ingredients that I'm putting in my body so like every single thing at the grocery store I would start to read the labels um if I didn't recognize like certain ingredients I would either look them up or I would just not buy the item right So eating clean to me is eating not processed foods. So Mm -hmm. making as much as I can at home. And then of course, you know, I still enjoy food. I love food and I still like go out and enjoy, but I try to just make conscious decisions because I know how my body feels if I don't. Um, So that's kind of what eating clean means to me. I think the, I think another really important thing is looking at ingredients because I think Mm -hmm. we all just look at food labels, whether it's like, low fat or low calorie yeah. like I remember in uh like high school or whatever you know my mom would like pack me lunch and she would give me the 100 calorie pack cookies and it was like yes. oh they're just 100 calories they're but they're like shit what, like what is in those right yeah. right that's so true yeah I, I had those 100 calorie packs still like yeah end of college I'm not even joking. yeah no same I would buy them like I would think they were like oh great like yeah, 100 calories healthy. I need like yeah 
in moderation like, and yeah it's cutting down but you're so right like versus baking date protein balls or something else where you know everything yeah just knowing what yeah exactly and like yeah just knowing what you're putting in your body I think we went through so much already with just shit and I used to eat whatever I wanted like I'd go to Taco Bell every weekend yeah and I feel horrible yeah because I remember that was another thing you said you do not eat out at all right I mean in terms of fast no I eat fast food oh yeah I definitely eat out I don't eat fast food no I mean I'll eat like I'll eat in and out but I don't eat red meat anymore so I'll have like a grilled cheese in and out which isn't as exciting (laughs) Um, I've heard those do the trick yeah 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 the trick so you've given up red meat as well yes yeah okay but you're but you're not vegan you're not gluten-free you still incorporate those yeah I still eat all those and again it totally depends on if your body how your body reacts to certain things I'm fine with gluten and I'm fine with dairy Um, yeah so why cut out if you're okay yeah, and I enjoy it. So I try to just, you know, eat as clean as I can. Um, but I definitely still eat out and enjoy. But I, yeah, I don't eat red meat anymore. And I actually feel way better now that I cut it out. Interesting. Okay, yeah, because I, I used to never. And then I don't know why after cancer, I was like, F it. I'm doing whatever I want. And I just yeah. ate whatever the hell I want. But that wasn't a good idea because I have a lot of problems that came up after cancer and I mean nutrition like you said really dictates a lot in the body and Mm -hmm. so I did cleanse I would say for three months and I did notice a difference and I need to remember that because I'm kind of I wouldn't say going off the deep end again with it but (laughs) but yeah let's talk I want to shift the convo to you so yeah basically update on my life is after treatment, a year after treatment, kind of going through the timeline of what happened is exactly a year after treatment, I started getting this intense nausea sensation. I would never actually throw up. I would just feel nauseous all the freaking time. And so crazy. It's crazy that it happened a year after. Yeah. Yeah. Not even like, and it wasn't even as bad as it was during my treatment because during treatment, I would get nauseous for what, like the first three, four days after treatment. And then it would go away and it would, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be nauseous anymore, but this happened right. a year after once it onset. Maddie, yeah, it was, it came out of the blue and it would then go away for like a period of a week or two and then come right back. It was weird. It would come in and out. So then I thought it was one of these medications I was taking. So mm-hmm. I stopped. And it was a medication I'd been taking for like two and a half years. So I stopped taking that medication. So I, I got the nausea last November. And I stopped taking this medication, thinking it was a medication causing it in January. Mm-hmm. The nausea went away for like a week or two. After I stopped taking the medicine, it came right back. So that made Ugh. me realize it wasn't the medicine so just like everything else like I would take out whatever I thought it was like vitamin c I used to take those emergency packets all the time to like Mm -hmm. help me not get sick and I thought maybe it was that because it's so acidic but I stopped taking Mm -hmm. that and it worked for like a week I wasn't nauseous and then it came back so here we are weird 
Yeah, it's so strange. Like I couldn't figure out and pinpoint what exactly it was. So after from that time period from January to March, I tried testing out a few things, taking it out, putting it back in. Nothing was really working. The nausea would come in and out randomly, but at least it was coming in and out. Like I was getting some relief sometimes. Then I moved to Orlando and COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I went online for schooling. That's why I moved to Orlando with my fiance at that time because I didn't need to be in Austin physically for class. And mm-hmm. in April, the nausea came back and it never went away. Like, oh my God, that's like actually my hell. Yeah. Like, can you imagine every single day no. I wake up and I'm like praying to God, please let me have that one week of relief like I used to have a couple months ago. Like, give me some relief. And so Ugh. they did. Yeah, it was crazy. So in April, it came back. I was waiting for it to go away. Didn't go away. So in May, um, we did an endoscopy. It showed I had severe, severe gastritis, erosion of the stomach. So I went on like all these anti-acid medications, Prilosec, whatever it was, for about two months. Still nothing happened. Still was there. And so then I went through this test called the gastric emptying study, which basically tests like how sluggish your system is with digesting food. Because what can happen is that if your body is not pushing that food down and it's getting stuck, that buildup of kind Mm -hmm. of like trash almost can cause nausea. And so I took a test. It was like a 90-minute test. They make you eat an egg and it has like a sensor in it, which sees like- How weird. Yeah, how well it digests. So they're like tracking it like in your body. And Uh it came out that I had moderate gastritis. And I was freaking out because when you hear that you have the diagnosis is gastroparesis, they don't really have a cure for it as of yet. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's this one medication. There's really only one medication that they can try on you. It's called Reglan. They gave me Reglan. I tried it for a month. Did not work. And I was like really in a Yeah. Did they say like avoid certain things with your diet? Did they yeah. give you any, you know? Yeah, like what was that? What was the, like the lifestyle changes? Yeah. So they said avoid anything, especially with my gastritis as well. And yeah. with the gastroparesis on top of that, they said you need to avoid high fat foods, anything mm-hmm. acidic like citrus fruits, um, wine, alcohol, caffeine, dairy can even do it. Um, yeah tomatoes is a big Mm. no-no like anything tomato based which is actually when you think of it is a lot because especially in Indian like butter chicken has tomato in it a lot of Indian foods have has tomato in it and just in general like I mean obviously tomato soup but like to like red sauce that you have Mm -hmm. on pasta like there's a lot of tomato things in foods that you wouldn't think like oh my gosh, that has a lot of tomato in it. Let me avoid it. But it was like Mm -hmm. a conscious effort to avoid these items. And it was a lot at one time to avoid these acidic items. So I gave up all that. I was taking all these medications, still nothing. So at this point, I got a holistic nutritionist and Mm -hmm. um, I just gave up the medications. I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. So I went gluten-free, dairy-free, still cut out all those acidic items. I did actually notice a little bit of a change. 
the nausea yeah. didn't go away, but it definitely decreased. And okay. it was probably getting rid of all the crap that I had put in my body. Because like I said, Maddie, like I literally ate pretty much everything after cancer, after treatment. Mm-hmm. Like I eat red meat, cheese, like – and I was always a healthy eater before that. And I just went to eating crap, desserts, whatever it was. I was eating a bunch of it and all of it, and I probably did a lot of damage to my body. So I cut that out for three months again, and I noticed some changes in my body, but then out of the blue, it came back, and I was devastated. I was like, literally, I gave up. That's so frustrating because you did so much work. Yeah. I'm like, I gave up everything nutrition-wise, and it's still there. And then I also went on anxiety medication because they thought maybe it's anxiety-related, yeah. I can tell you, Maddie, I've struggled with anxiety my whole life. Like this was mm-hmm. not anxiety as a root cause. Like right. it just wasn't. I never struggled with nausea when I have anxiety. Like I struggle with a lot of other things, but not nausea ever. Yeah. So the fact that I'm being told like it's in my head and it's anxiety, like it's that so was frustrating. Yeah, because right. I was then put on these medication for anxiety. That wasn't really working. And it was a vicious cycle because the only major anxiety I was really getting is why am I nauseous? So when I get yeah, nauseous, of course. the anxiety would spike up and that would make the nausea worse. I will say it made the nausea worse mm-hmm. when I got nauseous. Right. Yeah, well, because you're like, what the hell is this? Am I dying? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, is this going to yeah. last my whole life? Like, I cannot. Right. I'm sorry. This was harder than the chemo treatment. Like, any day like this was it's just so fresh because you don't know the cause yeah and like chemo you're like well I just had chemo like that's why I'm nauseous and now you're like what the fuck Mm -hmm. is happening yep there's an actual reason and you know Maddie how many times like before a show I'd call you up and I'm like I think we have to cancel like I literally no I know you felt so sick so yeah yeah, like my energy, that's the thing. It sucks my energy. It gets depleted. I mm-hmm. can't go anywhere. I can't talk. Like I literally just sit there. I can't even watch a show. So anyway, they oh did God. a few months later after I ate clean in September now, um, they did another gastric emptying study because they thought that the other one I did was not conclusive enough and it wasn't accurate. So, uh, cause it was only an hour and a half, a real gastric emptying study should be at least four hours long. Oh, wow. So yeah. Otherwise everybody has their own way of digesting food mm-hmm. and you can be slower in the beginning process and then it could digest normally like later on. So it's just not accurate for you to do only a 90 minute test. You need to do a four hour to see the whole cycle of you digesting food. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did that test. I was normal actually. So the other one was a false accurate test. So false positive. So it was a false positive test. So it said you had, well, okay. So the first one said you had the issue and then you did the test again. And then it said you didn't have the issue anymore. Correct. So we were then going to go off the second test because that was a more accurate test, a four-hour one. So then I found this big GI, like, king of king doctors as a, like, everybody was saying, like, he is the doctor to go to. So I went back to Houston for a month, left Orlando, Mm -hmm. did all these tests. So um, through him, I 
told him like I did this four hour test and he was like, yep, that's the accurate one. You don't have gastroparesis. Let's do another endoscopy. See how your gastritis is. See if it's intense acid reflux. So they put this thing called a pH sensor, which tracks your acid reflux levels. So oh, that's uh, what you were hold. You were like carrying around, yeah. right? It's like a remote thing. Like you literally have to press every time you're lying down, every time you get heartburn, every time you eat. Like wow, you have to track everything. You press the buttons. You have the tracker on you. So from those tests, it showed that I did not have gastritis anymore. That I cleared up. And as far as the Bravo chip, my acid reflux that was normal too. So. It's kind of crazy. His conclusion about all of this, this is a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. I got my conclusion. He was like, we're going to do no more tests on you because what I think has happened is that you got a bacterial infection or virus that passed through your system about a year, year and a half ago. You got this. It's already passed through your system, the virus, but the damage that it's done is now being repaired And that can take a while. And I asked him, I was like, is it normal for this to happen a year after? Like, that just. Does he think it was from the chemo or just like you got a virus just randomly? Right. Or maybe because your immune system was down? Yeah. You know what? I think he, he was coming at it from the level of it wasn't from the chemo because it was a year after. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I will say I got major food poisoning unrelated to the chemo, like okay. back in, back last August. And then this showed up November. Maybe it was related. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of just a weird thing. Like we don't know where it came from, but he did say that this has happened before. He has seen it where your body can get a virus and a year, year and a half later, you're still dealing with nausea as like a side effect. And yeah, it just has to kind of heal on its own. But what they've given me as a preventative for the sensation is there's this medicine called Marinol and Mm -hmm. it's, I forget the exact uh, product name, like Marinol is like the name of the product, but it has like every product has like the, the full really lengthy name. Right. Right. This medicine is actually a byproduct of cannabis. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, it has that element, which is so wild because they, I like literally get it from my pharmacy through my insurance. My doctors prescribed it, but it mm-hmm. does have that marijuana element to it. But does it have THC in it or just no. CBD or, or any? So, I, I actually, I don't know how much of each, I, I believe it has no THC because it's prescribed by like, right. Yeah, doctor. that's true. But it's crazy. The best way I was given the explanation for it is that it was created using cannabis, like the cannaboid. Interesting. Okay. Whatever that root but is like called. Plant. Exactly. So it's created from that. And what doctors have done is, or scientists, they have engineered this product to get rid of all of the high from it, all of like, Mm. yeah, like you're saying the THC from it. But the problem is when you're separating it, a product, sometimes you're not able to completely 100% separate 
the high element from it. So even though it's a prescribed medicine, it is not supposed to contain any THC. It's only supposed to contain contain the um, the part of it that blocks your nausea sensor in the brain. The problem Mm -hmm. is they weren't able to completely separate it. So you're still going to have a little bit of that high element. So it's kind of crazy. Every time I take it, I do feel like I'm high. Oh, that's so, it's just like, cause do you have to take it every day? I have to take it every day. So literally I take it at, and I have to double dose in the evening because um, I was trying to take it in the daytime, but it made me very, very sedated and I couldn't right. function. So my doctor said double dose in the evening so that it carries over to the day, the next day. Okay. And, it, and, it, and it, what it's doing is, like I said, it blocks the nausea sensor in your brain. Right. So I won't say that it's completely healed the nausea, but I do notice when I feel the nausea sense sensation coming up I feel Mm -hmm. that something is numbing it it's weird oh interesting that's amazing I do I feel it it's crazy so do you feel like because okay how long have you been taking taking this because pretty recently you started right yeah I would say I started two three weeks ago and I was labeling it as a coincidence that I wasn't okay I am gonna knock on wood very yeah I'm knocking on wood for you thank you because I have gone through this before where it comes in and it comes right back out, like up and down. And as of right now, I do notice it's making a difference. I just, my only concern is that I worry that I I have a few that it's in that in-between phase where I've had before where it goes in and out. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm in that out stage right now. That's my number one worry. My number two worry is that like, will this wear off? And then what the hell do I do? Like, will right, my well, body like medicine, um, yeah, get used to, to it. it. Exactly, get you used to it. Number three is, <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, well, that I lost that one. But I do have a concern that, like, how long will I need to be on this? Because I literally cannot function. Right. Like, if I take it at 7 p.m. every night, I am I cannot function. Like, I'm having the giggles. I'm having the munchies. Like, I am a straight eye <laughs> person. Like, I that cannot, is crazy that it does that. Yeah, I cannot go out in public. Like, I yeah. don't want to be around any. Like, I don't want to be out for a dinner unless I'm with a very close friend because I will look like a loony. <laughs> yeah. What so is this, so? What's like the plan, basically? Like, like how long do you take it, and then do you test it without you know? Yeah, that's is there a plan or is it just like let's just do it because it's working right now? I think that's it. Like, oh, and yeah, my biggest concern is is it a coincidence? That was what I was gonna say too. Is it just a weird coincidence? Like, is it really helping or is it just a weird coincidence that it's all happening around the same time where it's kind of minimizing and it's not really the medicine? So I don't really know what's working, where it's coming from. But I will say there's not really a concrete plan. My doctor just said, follow up with me in three months. Message us if it's getting okay. worse, if the sensation is getting worse, if it's getting better. Like, just keep us in the loop. Three months later, right. we'll have another meeting. Um, but besides that, I guess I got to kind of just wait it out. It's crazy to say, but 
I, I'm guessing I'll just wait it out. Like there was really no plan of me stopping it to see if it's gone, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure they need, they need probably a long period of time too mm-hmm. to see if it's actually working. So I guess just, I mean, don't worry about what it is, what's helping. Just the fact that it, something is, I guess, just keep right going with it. Right. Right. But like going back to the eating clean though, Maddie, I feel like that's the biggest thing I can do to help myself right now. And yeah. I need to keep getting tips from you because I think this is what everyone should be doing. I think that it just helps reduce any illnesses moving forward for anyone, obviously, mm-hmm. but especially us going through cancer and having side effects like this, even if it's not related, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like it's very easy to go off the deep end again and be like, I don't give an F. Like, I know that's because remember we talked about this with Jeanette a little bit yeah in that episode yes. where it was like going between because I felt I I really struggled with that right after treatment it was like during treatment you can't eat certain things you know you yes. can't eat sushi I didn't want to eat like most meals that I would eat now like I didn't want to yeah. eat vegetables during treatment right. um and I like it was hard to have this balance of okay I'm done. Do I like go full force and enjoy whatever the fuck I want because I'm alive? Or do mm-hmm. I eat really healthy and cut out some of that stuff? Yes. You, it was like kind of a weird balance. Did you feel that way too? Or it, Absolutely. Yeah. Because I was, like I said, I was very clean before. Actually, okay, before I started treatment, I I was like ha- like a little clean, a little like free on whatever the hell I want to eat. But before that, for six years, I was very, very clean. And then for a period of time before I got sick, I just kind of ate whatever. And then Uh while I was in treatment, I was pretty clean. I was actually like really good, like no desserts, like, cause I just didn't want that extra sugar intake. I like water every morning. Um, I would say I was like on the most part, pretty clean during treatment. And then after treatment, I was like, I don't care. Like, that's when I actually started dating my now fiance. And I don't know what the hell happened to me. But I was like, he's a big foodie. I don't like I'm gonna eat whatever the hell I want. I yeah, up a lot already. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna eat whatever I want. If I want this big deep dish pizza, this burger, like this dessert, like I just ate it all. I think the other thing of where it was coming from if I'm being honest is I had lost so much weight Mm, during it yeah that it it, right before I had treatment I lost weight during treatment I lost weight and now with this nausea thing I lost weight so Mm. my biggest goal was gaining weight so I got so frustrated in the process of gaining weight and constantly being told like your BMI is really low you need to gain weight you need to gain weight And it was very, Mm. it is very hard for me to gain weight. So I got very frustrated and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to eat whatever now. And it didn't even come from the point of, I want to eat whatever. Like a lot of the time, like I am craving a burger. I want to eat this burger, whatever. It was more coming from, I want to get back to my ideal weight. I don't like being like this malnourished, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I think. So what's kind of, did did it work? I mean, have you gained weight back or? Nothing. It's crazy, Maddie. I ate yeah. everything I wanted to eat and more. Like I have stuffed my face. I've not gained anything. 
like maybe three pounds, maybe, maybe. I don't know if that's even pushing it. I got weighed yeah. in Uggs, so that doesn't really count. In Uggs? In Uggs, yeah. is that what you said? Yeah, like I wore my Uggs and I got weighed at the doctor's office the other day and she was like, yeah. oh, you're like three pounds up and I'm like, okay, I'm also wearing like ski gear, like that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, you should try to add in like healthy yeah, we'll fats more. Like avocado is say- a good one, right? Okay, yeah, tell me what, what to do. Yeah, I would say like avocado, olive oil, um, lots of like healthy, like sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, just to have like some more carbs. Mm -hmm. Um, I would do, do you like salmon? I do. Salmon has lots of healthy fats, lots of nuts, if you can. I add nuts to like all my salads and all that. Peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter great one you can add that to anything actually yeah I eat peanut butter a lot I know a lot of people peanut butter gets a bad rap when everyone's like eat almond butter instead but I like I like peanut butter way more yeah um is that just a thing people say or is there actually different benefits I think well almond butter does have more health benefits Mm -hmm. um it is healthier fat for you it's better fat so I think that's where it comes from. I honestly don't know like the full science behind it, but but almonds do have healthier fats than like peanuts. So I think that's where it comes from. But I like peanut butter better. <laughs> Fair enough. So, Fair enough. Yeah. I don't think peanut butter is going to be uh, the reason why I'm, you know, unhealthy or whatever. Unless it's like jiffy. Yeah. I would get like good organic peanut butter. Peanut butter. That's the other thing. What are your stances on organic versus non-organic? Mm. I try to do organic organic meat 100% like okay. I know it's more expensive I know organic is more expensive but in my mind I'm like I'd rather pay an extra dollar on all these things than go you know have illness down the line Absolutely. and who knows like you know what the cancer comes from no one really knows but there's so many pesticides and so much shit that all of the food we eat especially in America like goes through and all the antibiotics so I would say if you can and afford it do organic with anything you can um there's also I don't know if you've um have you heard of like the dirty dozen no so the dirty dozen is basically every year um it gets released and Mm -hmm. it is the list of like fruits and vegetables that you should buy organically because it has the highest amount of like pesticides okay so if you just google the dirty dozen it'll show you but it's like tomato it's anything without a peel a lot of the time so like avocado and bananas is fine if you you know don't do organic um Mm -hmm. because there's a peel and you don't eat the outside of it technically but that makes sense yeah but the dirty dozen gives you kind of that list of like if you can buy organic you should buy these items Okay, dirty dozen. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. Um, Yeah, I try to buy organic as much as I can. And it it sucks because like I went to the store the other day and strawberries obviously aren't in season right now. And so the organic ones are like $7. So I didn't Uh, buy them for like 12 strawberries. I'm like, what the hell? So I didn't buy them, but. Yeah, maybe I'm crazy today. That just really put me off, right? crazy I was like literally craving strawberries and I just didn't because I would rather 
just personally, I'm not saying everyone do this, but I would rather not eat the non-organic. I would rather, yeah, I'd rather not eat the non-organic ones because it just. That's fair. I don't know. If I can just avoid those kinds of chemicals, I try to. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That makes sense, actually. I've learned actually so much on this episode. I'm going to be picking your brain on the sidelines again, Maddie, because it's so Yeah, you absolutely should, Paige. Who's a coach, a nutrition coach. This is so helpful. And I am for doing a lot more of these episodes. I think it's- I know. We didn't even get into like anything else. Like you're getting married. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll, We'll be having to- Should I should I save that for next episode? Well, just give a little update. Like, when is it? (laughs) I'm getting married, and okay, let me look at the calendar. I believe it's like two weeks. Like two weeks or something. I think it's two weeks away. Yep, so exciting! In two days. Oh my gosh! Yeah, are you so excited? Oh my gosh, it hasn't hit me. It really hasn't hit me. (laughs) You know why I think it hasn't hit me? Because in our culture, we're so used to like big fat Indian weddings that, so that was always in my mind, like when it's happening, like, okay, the planning for that, like, cause that was right. supposed to happen next week. Like our original date was December 20, 2020. And so that had all of the feelings with it in terms of like feeling the anticipation and it's actually going to happen. But now we're doing like a court marriage, which for us in our culture, like a lot of the times we just go to the courthouse and sign the papers and then we do our religious ceremony. Like and that usually is when everybody sees it as like real and that you're legal, even though signing the papers is really when it's legal. So Mm -hmm. What we're planning on doing is now just our two families are just going to go away somewhere and we're just going to have, my brother is going to be ordained as a minister. I love it. And yeah, he's going to marry us and that will officially count it as being legal. Um, And then next year we're going to have our Indian wedding. And I think that's, I don't know. I think that is when it's going to feel real to me. But mm-hmm. you never know when it actually happens. I, it could also happen. Right. It's where I'm standing there and I'm like, oh my God. It's yeah. Actually- oh my God. I think that's the most exciting thing ever. Thanks, Maddie. So that's that update. And I can't believe like it's happening in two weeks. This makes me realize. Again. I know. I can't believe your original date was like next week. I know. So wild. That's so, so crazy. Wild. So so yeah, that's kind of my update. Do you have any other? Oh, I love it. For the holidays? No, not really. Just you know, dating in a COVID world is very <laughs> interesting. Oh, we need to get into that's a good one. That's yeah, it's a uh, really good one, Maddie. Can you give that, me a little? Break that's a good. Me? That's a good topic. I mean, you know, <clears throat> we're basically in lockdown again, so it's not really happening. Um, the only way to meet anyone is through like online like apps. It's an absolute disaster. <laughs> talk. What? You literally can just talk. It's like a yeah, pandemic. you can just talk. Exactly. Well, it's like, I mean, we can. I would totally. We can get into this, but um, before everything closed again, like yeah. you know, two weeks ago, you could go out like to restaurants or whatever. Um, so I went on a couple. Okay. One was 
one was good and we like you know went on a few dates but I just wasn't feeling it and then one was not great oh god and it's just interesting and that's the thing too like I don't know if it's because of COVID but a lot of guys will just like please take notes if you're listening and you're a boy and you're like on dating apps a lot of guys will just like text you for a week and it's like okay are we gonna hang out or not like I don't need to be texting you know like I got shit to do I don't need to be like texting and also then it's like if we're just talking for a week what the hell are we gonna talk about if we ever meet in person that's true I I don't know if it's because people are like scared to meet in person because of COVID or you know they Mm. just start they just want a pen pal I'm not sure (laughs) interesting I would hope that it's COVID because who friggin knows that would just be a lot to keep yeah I just like stop responding at some point I'm like I don't like okay what's the point (laughs) frustrating well I'm glad that the vaccine on the horizon I know right dating yeah normally again will resume yeah yeah we'll see wait for more stories in person (laughs) come yeah, I already have lots of stories. But um, some of my friends have, like, literally fallen in love during COVID on, oh. from, like, Hinge. Okay. So, what so it, gives me, it gives me hope. Yeah. Okay, perfect. There's hope there. There's hope. I love yeah. that. I love a great yeah. They've met, like, really great guys, which is amazing. So. And you will, too, then, Maddie. If it's there, it's going to totally happen. one day it'll happen. I'm not worried about it. But it's just funny. It's, like, that so, like, what's what happening? Time. What a strange time such a weird time but that's okay but you're getting married and I love to end on that note <laughs> thank you yeah the reminder's nice because I like and told me I'll land and yeah. <laughs> so weird it's kind of bad but yeah I, I want to keep doing these and please if you have any requests of topics you would yeah like to out, hit us up we would, we would like love to- that to talk about a specific topic because we love to talk about anything and everything. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> do it. So. Yeah, we would love that. Please give us recommendations, rate us, review this podcast, share it with anyone you think will help. Um, and yeah, I love these pages. We need to do more. Me too. We wait too long. Not it like forces us to catch up too and like chat. It does, right? Which That's I love. Too. Yeah. Me too. I love catching up. Well, yeah. Maddie, this was awesome. Of course. Thank you. So great talking to you, Paige. Keep us posted with all of your health and wedding adventures. (laughs) We will. I will. And please keep us updated on dating and nutrition land. (laughs) I will. Thanks so much for listening to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks the podcast that tells the truth about what people with cancer actually go through. Each week, myself, Paige Gill, and my co-host, Madison Pollock, sit down with fellow cancer survivors to tell our stories. Keep up to date with our guests and new episodes on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Cancer Actually Sucks Podcast, and tune in every Monday to hear our stories.